The Productive Woman, Episode 206. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks for joining me. In this episode, I'll be sharing some things that have been making my life easier these past few months in the hopes that some of them may be helpful to you as well. You'll find more information and links to everything I mention in this episode in the show notes for the episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 206. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks, the online accounting software for entrepreneurs, freelancers, and small business owners. Track your hours, format the estimate, work out taxes, capture your expenses, chase that late payment, prepare the invoice, submit the proposal. Welcome to the worst part of being a freelancer or entrepreneur, otherwise known as paperwork. The good news is that our friends FreshBooks have created ridiculously easy cloud accounting software for freelancers that turns tackling these time-sucking, never-ending tasks into no big thing. You can send a polished invoice in 30 seconds with your brand colors and logo. You can set yourself up to get paid online in two clicks and manage your expenses by taking pictures of receipts from your phone. Oh, and if you need to whip up a quick proposal to land that job, FreshBooks has you covered. Now you can include an outline of your project, scope of work, and a timeline as part of your estimate. No more switching software, no more fussing over style and formatting, and most important, no more wasting your precious time. You can get back to the parts of your business you actually love. To find out all the ways FreshBooks will transform how you deal with your business paperwork, visit freshbooks.com TPW and be sure to enter the productive woman in the how did you hear about us section. Now let's get right into our topic for this episode. I've always been interested in finding ways to make my life easier and more productive in the sense of getting things done efficiently and effectively. Sometimes that means finding tools that will help make the necessary tasks easier and more efficient and thus leave time for pursuing my personal or professional goals or or just for having fun. When it comes to productivity tools and systems across the spectrum, whether it's for business or personal household kinds of things, I love hearing what works for other people because I get great ideas from hearing the tools and techniques and and, uh, systems that other people use. So I thought in this episode, I'd share some of mine, some apps, some tech, some tools, and some services that I have been using in the last few months. Several of these are things that I've only discovered just recently or in the past few months, while others I've used longer. And some of them I've even mentioned on the show before. But anyway, I thought perhaps some of them would be interesting to you, might be something you want to try if it scratches an itch, so to speak, in your life. I would also love to hear yours after you've listened to this episode. If there's a tool that you use for something that I talk about here or some sort of productivity app or technique or something like that, that you just find indispensable, I'd love to hear about that. You can share those on the Facebook page or email them to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com so we can learn from each other. As I said, I'm going to talk about a few apps, a little bit of tech, some 
what I'm calling tools and some services that I've been using. And so the first category are some apps that I can't live without that have really helped me in a lot of different ways. And the first one is an app called Deliveries. This is an app that not surprisingly allows me to track anything that's supposed to be delivered, whether to me or something that I've ordered to be delivered elsewhere. All I have to do is, is add in the tracking number for the package and maybe a note about what it is. If I've got more than one package, I'm expecting. And the app will update you as the package progresses to you. It'll give you the estimated delivery date. You know where it is at every stage as the delivery provider updates it on their system. So if it's coming to you or it's something you've ordered to be sent somewhere else, as long as you've got a tracking number, deliveries will keep track of it for you. I use it all the time for things that I order for business or for personal reasons from Amazon or Apple or anywhere that I order things from. Again, all I need is the tracking number, put it in there, and it keeps track of it for me. It's available uh, for iOS, Mac, and the Apple Watch at this time. I found an app with the same name for Android, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. I haven't tried that one. So I I can't vouch for whether it does the same things as the deliveries app that I use, but it's really handy. It kind of pings me and updates me, or I can just check to see, uh, is that delivery still on schedule? Has it been delayed? That sort of thing. So the deliveries app is produced by a company called June Cloud. and, And again, I'll have a link in the show notes, but it's really indispensable. This is one of those things as we're gonna be heading into the holiday season. If you order gifts to be delivered to out of town family and friends, it might be a useful tool for you to have to be able to track and make sure those things get delivered on time. So the Deliveries app is the first one that I wanted to share with you as being an app that really helps me stay productive, stay on top of those kinds of things, the deliveries that I do. Second one, and these are, I should say, as I'm listing these, I didn't list them in any particular order, just as they came to mind. They're, again, apps that help me be more productive in the sense of getting things done, but also in the sense of, you know, trying to make a meaningful life. And so one of them is an app you've heard me talk about recently, and that's Babbel. They're not sponsoring this episode, but they have been a sponsor recently. Babbel is a a language learning app that I just love. It helps me practice a language Uh, through short lessons, either in an app on my phone or on my iPad or on the computer. And they're short lessons, so I can fit them in whenever. And they use a variety of techniques to teach and reinforce the various concepts. That's what I like about it. That comes at it from a lot of different angles, helps me in my efforts to both refresh my French that I studied in college, but also I'm trying to learn some Italian Uh, because Mike and I are planning to uh, make a trip to Europe next year to celebrate our 40th wedding anniversary. And I'd like to speak some of the language. He knows some German and he's been using another app that I'll mention here in a second to refresh his German. And so I want to cover French and Italian. Mike will have German covered. And so hopefully we'll be in good shape. 
there are alternatives to Babbel. It's one that I like a lot. I like, I just like the approach that they use. But another one that I've tried is Duolingo, and that's the one Mike uses. And that one's available, I think, for iOS, Android, and Windows. And I think Duolingo is free. So if Babbel's not quite right for you, or I'm actually using both. I They do different approaches, and it's a lot of fun for me to, to do the lessons as I and when I have time. I want to back up a little bit, and this is terrible. I should probably just start over the recording, but I wanted to offer alternatives for everything that I'm talking about here. So the deliveries app, going back there, I mentioned that there is an app of the same name for Android because deliveries is just for Apple the Apple ecosystem. The other thing you might check out for keeping track of deliveries and packages and things is the United States Postal Service Informed Delivery Service. And I will mention that later in the services thing, but that's another alternative to the app, but it's only for things being delivered by the postal service and obviously only here in the United States. Okay. So deliveries app, Babbel, and the alternative I mentioned for that. The third app that I am this really helping make my life easier in another area is an app called Paprika and it's Paprika 3. So it's the third iteration of this app. This is a recipe management app, but it does a lot more than that. Uh, but it's a way for me to collect and sort and organize the recipes for various things that I want to cook. And I like it because it syncs among my devices. So I can save a recipe on my computer, have it appear in the app on my iPad, which I can then prop up on the kitchen counter to follow the recipe while I'm cooking. I've been since you know, changing firms and coming here where I'm working from home, I've started trying to do more cooking and coming up with new recipes to to use my various cooking tools that I have here has been fun, uh, but I need a way to keep track of those and use them. Paprika is a great app for this. It ha- lets you tag your recipes in any way you want to. So I have them sorted by whether it's a an entree and whether and subdivided whether it's you know beef or chicken or whatever and so you can search your your recipes to find what you're looking for it also has a browser feature so that if i find a recipe online I can download it into the app and it just plugs it in all formatted nicely with the photo and everything in the recipe format that I want. So that's really convenient. And I usually, I'm more likely to do that on the computer, but then like I said, I'll use my iPad in the kitchen, prop it up there with the recipe on the screen and follow it as I'm cooking. I also have the app on my phone because Paprika has this grocery list feature that I can use, you know, if you pick whichever foods you're going to cook, then it will assemble a grocery list for you. And I can, and it syncs with the app that I use on my iPhone for my grocery list, which is the Apple Reminders app. So I have everything there that I need. Paprika is available for Mac, iOS, Android, Kindle even and Windows. So it's available kind of across the the various platforms. I I really recommend, I don't remember how much it was and I, I didn't look it up to see what it is, but look in your app store for the kind of device you use and you can find it there. Uh, it really, I like the interface. I like the way it works and it's been real helpful to me in trying to come up with 
better, healthier meals and, and get good things on the table for Mike and me. There are alternatives, of course, to paprika, and you could save your recipes in Evernote if you wanted to do that. We've talked about that before. I also saw something online um, called Big Oven, which is a, a recipe database and an app for the web and Windows. And I'll have the link for that in the show notes as well. That might be another alternative if you're looking for both recipes and uh, a way of searching them and storing the ones that you like. So those are a couple of alternatives there. And the fourth app that I've really been liking a lot and using a lot is an app called Notability. And I may have mentioned this in the past, I don't remember, but it's a note-taking app. And uh, I use it to for a lot of things. I've used it to take notes at meetings or in conferences. Uh, and it, I do, usually do that with my Apple Pencil, which I'll talk about in a minute. But uh, you can also type if you've, you're at a keyboard. So it's available on the computer as well as on mobile devices. And I, I like to take notes by hand, uh, both whether it's a meeting or a conference, but also I use Notability to outline my episodes, podcast episodes by hand. If I get stuck, uh, sometimes it helps me to leave my computer and, and the, the Google Doc where I'm typing up my outline and just go sit somewhere with my iPad and my Apple Pencil and write my notes by hand, kind of brainstorm ideas for the episode. There are a lot of benefits to doing handwritten notes. It's, for me... It feels a little, maybe a little less official and therefore a little less intimidating than typing. So if I'm kind of stuck, just going off and sitting somewhere writing by hand uh, is is easier for me. And I could do that on paper and sometimes I do, but the benefit of doing it in an app like Notability is that you, um, you know, it syncs across the devices. So you, you can do a lot of things with it, which I'll talk about in a second. There's also science out there that we retain more of the information if we are taking notes by hand as opposed to typing them. So there's some real value there. That would make an app like Notability great for taking class notes for, you know, if you're a, a college student or some kind of class for your work where you're learning something. Uh, and the other nice thing about handwritten notes is you can do some things that you just can't do when you're typing. You can draw shapes and, you know, run an arrow from the, some comment down below to something up above that you want to connect it to. You can write equations. I'm thinking of that because our our uh, youngest son is taking some pretty serious math classes at school right now, and he couldn't really type the, uh, the equations, but he could write those out uh, in an app like Notability. There are a lot of things like that that would be difficult, maybe even impossible if you're typing that you can do with handwritten notes. And the nice thing about doing it in an app as opposed to paper is you can share the notes in Notability very easily by email. You can save them as a PDF. There's a lot of things you can do with those notes that you take in Notability once you've got them there. It's got a ton of features. It's, uh, the, it makes the handwriting searchable. So if you were trying to find some notes you took on something, you know, whenever you could search for uh, the word or a phrase, and it would pull up the notes that have that in it. It also has a, a handwriting recognition feature that will convert what you write by hand into type text. And Notability has a recording feature. So if you are, say, taking a seminar or taking a class, you could actually be recording the audio while you're taking notes, and it syncs 
the audio to uh, or what you've written to what's going on in the audio at the time you were writing it. So it's pretty, pretty cool feature. You can do some other things in it. You can annotate PDFs, you can mark up photos, lots of stuff like that. It's an app that I really like. It is available, as far as I know, only for iOS or Mac. There are other alternatives that are good. Some of them I've tried, some of them I haven't. But so if you're not a Mac person or if you if Notability isn't the one for you, you can do some, a lot of the same things in, for instance, Microsoft's OneNote app. Uh, there's an app called GoodNotes. And of course, in Evernote, you can do a lot of these same things. There are a ton of them like that. Notability is the one that I turn to and use several times a week, if not more often. So those are four apps that are helping make my life easier and more productive. Deliveries, Babbel, Paprika, and Notability. Now I would like to turn to tech. So there are uh, four pieces of tech that have really been helping me. And they're kind of random here, but I thought I'd share them with you. One of them is an external charger or battery for my mobile devices. When I travel, whether it's by car or plane or whatever, I sometimes am spending many hours away from a power outlet. Not, you know, I'm not somewhere where I can plug in my phone or my iPad or whatever, but I may be using my phone for GPS directions or for talking or, um, you know, if I'm on a plane listening to podcasts or something like that, I may be using my iPad to take notes at a meeting and I'm not somewhere where I can plug it in. I'm very dependent on these devices to get things done in a lot of ways. So I, I'm kind of hamstrung if the battery goes dead. So I'm always looking for ways, you know, I carry a power cord and a, a power adapter with me so that if I'm somewhere near an outlet, I can plug in and charge. But sometimes you're just not. Uh, I've had some situations lately where I've been on flights where the only entertainment you can, they don't have like the screens that you can watch the, the movie for the flight on a screen. It's free streaming to your to your device and your iPad or something. But the problem is on those flights, they weren't flights that have been updated to have a power outlet at every seat. So I could watch the movie in the, you know, the airlines app for free, but it would run my battery down and I'd arrive at my destination and have no power to my device that I might need for to call somebody or to for directions to get to my hotel or something like that. So I always try to carry with me an external charger, external battery. And they, there are tons of different ones out there that, um, you know, some of them are bigger than others, but they, they're something that you can just keep in your bag. And if your power, you know, your battery's going low on your phone or your, or your iPad or your, whatever your tablet is, you can just plug it in and it'll charge it. Currently, I'm using something called a My Charge, and I'll put a link in the show notes. I bought this one at Target for, I want to say it was about $40, and I really like it because it's very slim. It's narrower than my phone, maybe about as tall as my phone. It's pretty thin and light, so it doesn't take up a bunch of space, but I can get several charges of my phone or my iPad off of this before I have to go recharge the external battery pack. So it can make a difference between, you know, if I'm, I've been on a plane and now I'm driving somewhere and relying on the GPS in my phone, if my battery goes dead, I have no way to get there. But with this 
an external charger, I can charge up my phone and, and keep using it till I get somewhere where I can get to a, a power outlet. So I really like this. Uh, you recharge these external things through micro USB, just plugging it into your computer or to another power adapter when you're, you know, when you have a chance. Like I said, I'm using this My Charge now that I really like. I've also used chargers that I bought from a company called Monoprice, which is a great source for tech accessories like cables and chargers and things like that. And the ones I got from Monoprice have worked very well. I will put a link to the one I used most recently in the show notes. And I think it's on sale when I checked uh, as I was outlining this episode, that one's on sale for under $14. So I don't know how, if that sale will still be going on now, but I encourage you to check out getting one of these. The reason I bought the, my charge is because my one that I was using before that I bought at Monoprice went missing when I was on a recent trip. And so I just ran into Target and picked up another one and I keep it in my purse when I travel in my bag, when I go on the plane and that sort of thing. And it really helps keep my tech running when I need it to. Second piece of tech that I rely on heavily several times a day is my iPad Pro and my Apple Pencil, that combination. I use this for work almost every day, sometimes several times a day. I can do email on it, of course, but one of the things I use it most for is reviewing and marking up PDFs. So part of my job as a lawyer is a lot of times I get documents that are emailed to me that I'm supposed to review and comment on. And I could sit at my computer and do that or I can, you know, I've, I take this PDF, put it into a, a folder that syncs to my iPad, and I can get away from my desk and go sit in a comfortable chair, even outside if the weather is uh, cooperating. And with my Apple Pencil, just mark that up um, and and then send it back to whoever sent it to me with the comments on it. Or if I'm reviewing a document that I need to get an understanding of so I can explain it to a client, I can highlight it, I can write notes on it and that sort of thing. So that's something I do all the time with my iPad Pro. Another thing I do is take notes for various purposes in that Notability app that I talked about earlier. Again, it's great to get away from my desk, sit somewhere else and still get work done. It all syncs back to my computer uh, because the apps that I use between Dropbox, which I've talked about many times in the past, Notability and some of the other things that I use, they're on my computer as well as my mobile devices. So what whatever I'm working on on the on the iPad syncs back to my computer. So when I come back to my desk, it's there waiting for me. And I, I just love that. I have the 12.9 inch version of the iPad Pro, which is the big one. And I really like it because the screen size is almost like full size paper. So when I'm reviewing a document, whether to mark it up or just to understand it, it's like having almost a full size sheet of paper there that I can see the whole page at once easy on my eyes, but I can easily zoom in if there's an area where I want some to write some notes kind of in a small space. As I said, I use my iPad Pro with my Apple Pencil a lot, but you can also use it with a keyboard, uh, a keyboard case. And I have one that I use sometimes that lets me prop it up and basically be able to type as fast as if I was at the computer. I can also use it as a second screen when I'm working on my laptop. So there are a lot of reasons why the iPad Pro is really helpful to me. Those are all kind of work things. And then on, 
the personal side, I use it on, when I'm on the treadmill. I'll, I'll put it on the front of the treadmill while I'm walking or jogging, and I can watch YouTube videos or Netflix or something to make the time pass. I, you know, I'm one of those people, I don't actually like exercising. I like having exercised. And so if I've got something to look at and occupy my mind while I'm working out, that makes me stick with it longer. And so that's another thing I use my iPad Pro for great screen, great visibility, good size screen. And so uh, it's a great tool for me in all those ways in being more productive, getting more things done. I mostly keep my iPad Pro in a, a portfolio style folder that looks like something someone would keep a legal pad in. It's about that size and shape. Uh, this one, the one I use is made by, um, is it Moleskina is how they pronounce it, but it, it's only sold at Apple. My iPad fits in it perfectly. It has a loop to keep my Apple Pencil. And then it's got a slot in the front cover where I can slip some papers in there. So it's great, very handy for client meetings or meetings with, with counsel on the other side of a deal. Just looks like any portfolio somebody might carry in with a legal pad, but it's got my iPad in it. The cover folds back to let me hold it on my lap to take notes. So it's it's just a great tool. It's one of those things that... Um, you know, it's, uh, it's a luxury, I guess, in a sense, it's, it's not inexpensive. And it's one of those things that maybe not everybody needs. But for me, it has been a, a real lifesaver in my ability to get work done away from the office, certainly, but even when I'm here uh, to get away from my desk and, and kind of get a different perspective on things. As I said, I have the 12.9 inch, the big, big size iPad Pro, and then the Apple Pencil. There are alternatives to this as there are for anything. Among them, there is a smaller version of the iPad Pro. So my husband, Mike, has the 10 and a half inch version that he uses all the time. He writes lead sheets and music charts for the band that he plays in or for different things he does with his music. When he plays, uh, he plays in a couple bands. And when they go out and play a gig, he has his iPad clipped onto a mic stand. And that's where he's got his song list and all that sort of thing while he's playing. And of course, he does the usual stuff on there like I do email, social media, web surfing and things like that. So uh, that's a, the 10 and a half inch version is the kind of traditional tablet size, smaller than the one I have. And it's, it's just the right size for him. There are of course, non-Apple tablets like the Microsoft Surface, the Samsung Galaxy. I haven't tried any of those. They look great. And uh, if, if there's one that you use that you really like and recommend, I'd love to hear from you about that. I will link in the show notes to an article I found from PC Magazine rating. Uh, it's a fairly recent article, uh, called the best tablets of 2018. And they really evaluate and rate the various tablets from the iPad to, you know, all, all across the spectrum. And so if you're in the market for a tablet, which I think, you know, it's, it, it's a fun thing, but it can also be a real great pr productivity tool if, if it's the sort of thing that you have a need for. So you might check out that article to see what they say about the various options. Okay, so that was number two. Uh, number one was that external battery or charger for my mobile devices. Number two is my my uh, iPad Pro and the Apple Pencil. Number three is another Apple product. Sorry, y'all, but I, you know, I'm an Apple geek, and these happen to be the tools that I'm using a lot. So number three is my AirPods. These are the uh, wireless earbuds that Apple came out with. 
I don't know, a couple years ago. Uh, and I love these things. They are wireless, as I said, so you don't have any wires dangling to get hung up on anything. They're very comfortable for me. They just pop in your ear. They're very low profile. They, it's not obvious that you're, you know, especially if you have uh, long enough hair, people can't necessarily see that you've got them in. One of the things I like about them is you can use them separately or together. So you, if you put them both in, you've kind of got stereo sound and it's really pretty good sound for phone calls, for listening to music or podcasts, anything like that. Or you can use just one at a time and they charge in the little case that's about the size of a, a thing of dental floss. It's a really compact little case that charges the AirPods when they're in there and charges them very quickly. And I like the fact that you can use either one at a time or both of them. That has come in handy for me. There have been a, a few times in recent weeks, just last month, I was working on a deal that involved a lot of people and we would have long long conference calls. I mean, long ones. And usually when I do a conference call, I'll do it, use the speakerphone at my desk, but it got to where I was, I'm, I'm talking about multi-hour conference calls with a bunch of people on them. And so I got to where instead of using my office phone and just having the speakerphone on, I started using my iPhone and using my AirPods, but these calls would go so long that if I use them both at the same time, the batteries would start to wear out. I, I mean, I'm serious about how long these calls were. So it got to where I just use one at a time. And when that battery started to go low, I would put the other one in and, you know, I'd swap them out and put the, put the one I had been using back in the case so it could charge up again. That way I could move around or sit somewhere other than at my desk. So I, that was a really useful feature to me. So if you have to do long calls and, uh, you know, whether you're driving or just wh wherever you are, these Apple AirPods are awesome for that sort of thing. They pair very quickly with my iPhone, my iPad, my Apple computers, and I have used them while jogging and they don't fall out. They're very comfortable to me and they don't fall out. You know, I kind of wondered when I first got them because there's just, seems like there's nothing hanging in there, but they're just well-designed and they stay in there while I jog and they will pair to my watch so I can actually listen to music without having to carry anything with me and go out and do my jog. There are alternatives, of course, to the AirPods, and that would be any any kind of earbuds, wireless or wired. I haven't used any of the others. I mean, since I've I've used some uh, other kinds of earbuds, but since getting my AirPods, I don't use anything except those. I will link to an article that I found that's rating the best wireless earbuds. This was from the bestreviews.com website. And if you're in the market for something like that, if you like to jog, if you are ever just in a, you know, if you like to listen to things while you're walking around the house or, or shopping or whatever, and would like to try some wireless earbuds, check out this article and see what they have to say. But I highly recommend the AirPods. I love them. And I, um, I was a little lost when I left them behind on a recent trip. So they're, they're great. And the fourth item is not an Apple thing, but it's another headphone kind of product. This is something that I use when I travel as well. And these are the Bose noise canceling headphones. 
These are really just good headphones for any purpose. I personally only use them when I fly, but I never fly without them. I have the kind that are, um, you know, kind of, they're called cans, I guess, the big headphones where that completely cover your ear. And they can be used as regular headphones. Like if you travel, when you fly, you can plug them in to listen to the onboard entertainment and they work just fine as headphones, but they have this noise canceling feature when you turn them on that will block out the external noise, the noise of the plane, the noise of the people on the plane. It's not complete silence. So if there's an announcement or something, you actually can hear that, but it cuts the the noise on a flight dramatically. And I, I just find the noise on a plane uh, to be kind of exhausting. So to me, wearing these noise canceling headphones makes the flight more restful, helps me relax a little bit more. I have had mine for about 10 years and they are the Bose, B-O-S-E is the, the company that makes them noise canceling headphones. I'll put the link to the ones that I have in the show notes, but they have come out with newer versions um, in recent years. So mine are, they have a wire. So if I wanted to listen to something on my phone or listen to, you know, plug it for the, the entertainment on the plane, I'd have to actually plug it in. Uh, Bose has come out since then with wireless ones, and they also have noise canceling headphones that are more of the earbud style. So they're not the big cans that cover your whole ear. And yet they still have all those noise canceling properties that uh, cover the noise. They have really good sound if you're listening to music or something that through that. Uh, but they also, for me, it's the noise canceling feature that really helps me when I travel. There are alternatives to the Bose noise canceling headphones. I have not tried any of the others because like I said, I've had these for, uh, it's it's at least 10 years um, and they still work great. They still, they come in a, a, with a pretty protective case. So they've held up well, despite the fact that I always take them with me when I travel by air. So I haven't had any reason to try any of the others, but again, I've got a link on these, the best noise canceling headphones of 2018 on the Tech Radar site. I will link to that in the show notes so you can check out what they have to say about the various options there are if you're in the market for some noise canceling headphones. So that's the tech. I mean, there's other tech that I use, but those are the, the four items that kind of came to my mind as I was putting this together as really making a difference in my productivity and my quality of life, both professionally and in just in every way. The next category is what I'm calling tools. These are really more household kind of things. So this, you know, the, the, this list is a little bit random in that some of the things are more business related. Some are helping me get things done in terms of business or the podcast or whatever. But this category, as it turns out, the tools are all things that help me get things done around the house in a a way that I'm real happy with. And, And honestly, a couple of these are the reason I thought about doing this episode because they are things that I've bought relatively recently that have been such game changers for me that I wanted to share a little bit about them. I'm not affiliated with any of these companies. I think of all the things I've talked about on this in this episode, the only one that's been a sponsor is Babbel, and they're not sponsoring this episode. I just really like the app. I do have affiliate links for some of these, but I'm not getting paid to tell you about these things. Again, these are just things that I really like. And so of the tools, the sort of household tools section, 
Number one is, I hope y'all don't laugh at me, but I'm kind of obsessed with this. And that is a cordless vacuum cleaner. And mine is a Dyson V10 cordless stick vacuum cleaner. And y'all, I love this thing. I bought it this summer. I had never heard of such a thing. This shows where my head has been, I guess. We had previously used the big upright Dyson vacuum cleaners and I like them very well. We still have them. They're very good vacuum cleaners. They're really good at sucking up the dirt and we have a lot of it living out in the country. But I was introduced to these cordless stick vacuum cleaners on some of the YouTube videos that I've watched and just fascinated watching people vacuum all over the place with these things. So I bought one finally this summer and it really is a game changer there. It's very lightweight. It's very powerful. It can do everything I need it to do. It's so maneuverable. The big uprights are great, but they're hard to get into certain areas. And if you have stairs or if you want to, you know, they have attachments, but it's still kind of a pain if you want to like vacuum up the cobwebs along the ceiling or something, those big uprights just don't do the job as well as these stick vacuums will do. And they're so maneuverable. It makes it easy to vacuum hard surfaces, carpets, rugs, and they they come with different accessories that it's just like, it takes us two seconds to swap it out so that you can vacuum your furniture, get back into the corners or crevices of things, even vacuum walls and ceilings. So I... I love this thing. I'm seriously obsessed with it. It just hangs on a thing in a closet to charge it up. Then I take it out and you can get probably a good hour's worth of vacuuming if you were going to vacuum for that long out of one charge. And uh, I use it all the time. They are not cheap. I think the V10 that I bought, um, I bought it on sale at Target. And I want to say it was it was over $500, a little over $500. I've seen them at Walmart. I've seen them on Amazon. You watch for them to go on sale. In my opinion, if you're responsible, you know, unless you have a housekeeper who's doing all your work for you, I highly recommend these cordless vacuum cleaners. And as I said, mine is a Dyson, but there are alternatives at various price ranges. There are other versions of the Dyson cordless. Mine's the V10 We actually bought the smaller V6 Dyson um, cordless for our son so he'd have it at his new home where he's gone up for graduate school so they can vacuum the carpet and floor. Now, whether they actually do it or not, that's a separate issue. But uh, he and his roommate at least have something that they can vacuum with. And the V6 is significantly less expensive than the bigger V10 that we bought. So there are various versions of the Dyson and you can look at their website. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to see kind of what the options are. There are others on the market as well. There's the shark ones and I forget what some of the others were that I saw. I haven't tried any of those, but they, you know, I've seen different people recommend them. I will link in the show notes to a Consumer Reports article about the what the best cordless stick vacuums. It's a relatively recent article. So if this sounds like something that might be helpful to you in your house, it's especially great if you've got stairs because the big canister ones are really hard to do stairs with or to lug up and down the stairs. So anyway, uh, enough about that. But I love my Dyson and cordless stick vacuum cleaner and can't imagine getting along without it now. 
Second thing, or piece of household equipment or household tool that has been a game changer for me is my Instant Pot. And I think I might've talked about this before. I bought mine at the beginning of this year, and I'll put a link in the show notes to the one I have. I think it's a six quart something or other. An Instant Pot, in case you don't know, is a programmable pressure cooker, basically. It looks like a crock pot, but with more buttons on the front of it. But it's a pressure cooker, which means you can cook all sorts of food much faster in a much shorter period of time than a crock pot. You can cook a bunch of chicken breasts in like in 10 minutes. And they're, they're really tasty and tender and all that kind of thing. You can cook soups and stews in half an hour or less. I mean, it's amazing the things you can do in this thing. As I said, I have, um, well, their website says that you can cook up to foods up to 70% faster. So for whatever that's worth than a crock pot. I mean, I like my crock pot. There are things you can do in that, but I love the Instant Pot. I have the six quart size. As I said, it comes in a three quart and an eight quart size. So depending on the size of your household, uh, you might like one better or another. But I love the fact that it lets me have dinner ready in, you know, half an hour or so, even if I didn't decide early on in the day what I wanted to cook. You can put food in there um, frozen and still have dinner cooked relatively quickly. And so there are a number of recipes. I'm, um, I'll, I'll try and f- if anybody's interested, I'd be happy to share the recipes that, that I really like. I find recipes by just Googling, you know, crock pot or instant pot recipes for chicken or something like that, depending on what I want to cook. But I found an awesome recipe for chicken cacciatore that we love, a beef stroganoff recipe that's delicious, another chicken and rice one that has turmeric and some of those kinds of things in it that we tried this uh, this last week that we just loved. Kind of fun little thing. You can do hard-cooked eggs in the crock pot, a dozen of them in just a few minutes and they come out and they're so easy to peel. And that may seem like a dumb thing to you, but uh, until recently we've had chickens here. And so we had very fresh eggs, which is great when you're, you know, frying eggs or something like that. But fresh eggs are notoriously hard to peel if you hard cook them in the traditional way, but you put them in the crock or in the instant pot and it, it takes 10 minutes and they come out and they just, the peel just comes off so easily because I like hard cooked eggs and, and uh, deviled eggs and different things that you can do with those. So it was such a, a great find for me. There are tons of recipes for Instant Pots. As I said, you can just Google them and you find them. I, and then I save them into my Paprika app and I have them marked as, as Instant Pot recipes so that when I want to think up something good for dinner... Um, and I know, hey, we've got, I don't know, pork ribs in the in the refrigerator. I can look up a recipe and, and have, a, have dinner on the table in half an hour. So there's a ton of things there for you to look at. It's easy to clean up. I bought mine on Amazon and it was on sale for about $80. I've also seen it at Walmart. So they're around, definitely worth looking at. If you're interested but not sure which one would be the right one for you, I, I'll put a link in the show notes to uh, some reviews of the various kinds of Instant Pots. Uh, this was done by, it looks like, by independent testers, and they kind of evaluate the different versions of it. So that might give you some information about what would be what would work best for you. 
alternatives to the instant pot, you know, would be maybe a, just a regular old crock pot. And again, I like crock pots. They work great for certain things, but you have to plan ahead and get things started early. Whereas the the instant pot is a little more forgiving because it cooks things so quickly. And so, you know, keeps all the juices in because it's pressure cooking. You know, I can go out there at four o'clock and have dinner on the table before five. So it's pretty great. So that was my second piece of equipment or second household tool that I'm loving these days. The next one on my list is not so much a, a household thing, but it's my label maker. Having a label maker that works well and is easy to use has really been helpful in getting organized. I use it to label files, notebooks, food containers, storage boxes, all sorts of different kinds of things. And I own a couple of different ones, but the one that really made me think of, you know, want to put it on this list, a Dymo mobile labeler label maker with Bluetooth smartphone connectivity. And it uh, operates wirelessly. You just plug plug it in to recharge, but you can use it wirelessly, which is nice because you can carry it around to wherever you need it. And it's very easy to use. It's easy to pop in different types of label cartridges in and out, depending on what size or type of label I need. Because sometimes you want a label that's white with black print on it. Sometimes you want a clear label. So some of my food things in containers in my pantry. I want a clear label with black print. So I've got labels of different kinds and I can, you know, pop those in and out very quickly. Uh, You can also buy colored labels and all sorts of things, but I haven't tried those yet. And then it operates through a Bluetooth connection to an app on my phone. So I can very easily create labels with exactly the font I want and the size of type and everything, make it look exactly the way I want to print it out, stick it on and I'm done. So I highly uh, recommend if, especially if you're getting into a, a reorganization project, whether it's your pantry or your kitchen or your storage room or whatever, having a label or your office for that matter, having a label maker is great. So I love mine. Uh, I use it pretty regularly. And then the fourth thing on the tools list, and y'all will laugh at me now, but this is another one of those things that I'm a little bit obsessed with since finding it. And it's another household thing. And it's a mop. And and in particular, it's my O-Cedar spin mop. It's actually the, the, the name of it is the Easy Ring Spin Mop and Bucket System. This is a microfiber mop on a telescoping handle and it works with a bucket that has a spinner ringer that basically uses centrifugal force to get as much of the water out of the mop as you want. So you fill up the mop or the bucket with water to a certain point, you know, dip the mop in it, just like any old mop that you'd be doing. And then you put it into this spinner thing and you use a foot lever to operate the spinner and it spins it around and and flings the water out of it. I'm not. It's easier to show than it is to um, to describe. But it's set up so it's not flinging water all over the place. It all stays inside the bucket. But that microfiber mop head gets. Uh, you can control how much water is left in it by how long you spin it. It just takes a couple seconds, and it just is awesome because you you got this great mop that 
cleans really well because microfiber has certain properties that make it really good for getting things clean, even with just using just water. But I never have to bend over to wring it out and I never have to put my hands in the water. And so I love that about it. And I can use it to get the floor very clean, even with no or minimal amounts of cleaning product. And so I have in our house, we have what seems like acres of wood floors. And this thing has been perfect for getting the floors clean. I could do it just with water, and sometimes I do. But uh, most of the time, I use the the Method brand Squirt and Mop Wood Floor Cleaner. I buy that from Grove Collaborative, which I've talked about before. But you can also get it on Amazon or at Target. And it comes in a little squirt bottle. And so I've just got my mop. I squirt a little bit of that on the floor and mop it around. And because the ringer, that spin ringer, gets so much of the water out of the mop, it's much better for my wood floors. And yet it it really gets them clean. It's made it so much easier to get all these wood floors clean with mini- minimal backache and minimal trouble. And it, it works on any surface. But for me, it's been great for our wood floors. So it's one of those things I just wanted to throw out there. Again, I'm not... Uh, I'm not affiliated with O-Cedar or anything. It's it's just something I love that I wanted to tell you about. The final category is services that have been helpful to me. First one, earlier I mentioned the United States Postal Service's informed delivery service. This is something relatively new that they've introduced that lets, that basically you get an email every day with a picture of pretty much every piece of mail you're supposed to receive that day. Uh, You can sign up for it for free. You go to their website and I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, You enter your zip code first to see if it's available in your area. And I was actually surprised that it was available here because we live in such a remote area. Um, So I signed up for free and then I get this email each day that has pictures, a little black and white photograph of each piece of mail that I have coming. And it, and then I can keep track of whether it comes in. Uh, it does, you can do other things. It, it has apps available for your phone, either through Microsoft, Google Play, or the Apple App Store. And then there's this online dashboard that you can log into. And it does other things besides giving you a daily report of what mail you have coming. I haven't tried any of those things yet, but uh, you, it will let you leave delivery instructions if you get you know, notification that there's something coming that, but you're not going to be there to receive it. You can track packages that are coming through the postal service. You can schedule a re-delivery from this website if you happen to miss it. So it's a great tool. It For me, it's particularly useful because honestly, we live in a rural area and our carrier is not very reliable. There have been numerous times when I've known a piece, something was coming through the mail and they just didn't deliver it. And so then I have to call the post office and say, where's this thing? And, you know, so having this, they're the ones who actually said, hey, you could sign up for this. We're sorry about that. You're having trouble with this not getting delivered. And so it's been kind of, it's, it's nice because I know if something's coming and if it doesn't show up, then I know to to check in with the postal service. So that that's the postal service informed delivery service. I wonder if they have anything like that in other parts of the world. If they do, would you shoot me an email and let me know? Second one that's been a game changer for me is Walmart grocery pickup. 
Uh, I, I, I love this so much. It has helped so much with our, with my time, making better use of my time. Basically, I just order our groceries online, either on the, if I'm sitting at the computer and remember something we need, I can do it there. I can do it through the grocery app on my phone. Once I have my order finished, I schedule the day and time I want to pick it up. You just pick a one hour window and then finalize the order and pay for it. Then they let me know in the app and or or via text if I want them to when my order's ready for pickup. Uh, and it's always been ready anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes earlier than they said it would be. So they, they've never been late. That's what I was worried about. But they send you this message to let you know it's ready. You tap a button in the app to check in when you're on your way there to pick it up. And through GPS, they know when I pull up into the pickup area. And within a couple minutes, a courteous employee brings my groceries out, loads them into my car, and I'm on my way. Uh, it's fast, it's easy, it's efficient, and I don't waste time or money in the store on impulse buys, and the service is free. So it's really great. When they bring your groceries out, they'll tell you right away if something on your li- your order wasn't available, and then you're not charged for that, of course. Or if they substituted something out, they'll tell you that, and you have the option to say, nope, I don't want that, take it off the order, and they'll just take it off, and that's the end of it. Once you've made the order ahead of time and scheduled your pickup, you can change the order, add things if you remember something else you need and that sort of thing, right up until almost two o'clock the morning of the, the you know, your pickup day. And in the app and on the website, you can mark things that you buy all the time, like you know, milk or whatever, you can mark those as favorites. So there's a separate list there. You can very quickly go through and check off the things you want to reorder. I keep a couple of big reusable shopping bags in my trunk. So when I, they, I go to pick up, they, they'll put those, uh, their, you know, the little bags of things that they brought out into those big shopping bags so that I only have a, a few things to carry in when I get home. So I, I love the Walmart pickup service. It's It's been really, really helpful to me and not wasting time or money in the store. There are alternatives. Other grocery stores offer similar pickup services. So check your favorite grocery store to see if it's something they offer or will be offering. There are, of course, delivery services in some areas. We don't, I don't think we have that much of that here. Um, because again, we live in kind of a rural area, but delivery services are similar to the Walmart pickup service in that you can order online, but they deliver it to your door. And I think that would be great if it's available in your area. Usually, but not always, there's a fee for that. So check that out. Some of the examples are Instacart. Uh, There's one called Shipped and Amazon Fresh also does that. I will link to an article from the Penny Hoarder comparing the five most popular grocery delivery services. Check out what's available in your area. The third service I wanted to talk about, I have mentioned before, and that's Amazon Prime. I've been using that for years. It's not a new one for me. You know, the Walmart pickup and the postal service thing are things I've only started using in the last 
three or four months. Uh, Amazon Prime I've used for years, and it, I, it's an indispensable one for me. There's so much that you get with it. The annual fee, I think, for years has been $99 a year that you pay for this. It's going up to $119 a year starting in February of 2019. But I have happily paid the $99 a year for, I don't even know, 10 years or more. And it has paid for itself many times over. When I first signed up for it, all you got for it was the free two-day delivery. And if if all I got for it for the fee was that, it would make it worthwhile because I don't pay shipping charges on things I order from Amazon and I get them in two days, sometimes less. They Over the years, they've added other services to Amazon Prime. So besides the free two-day delivery, some free next-day deliveries, and depending on where you live, they actually have two-hour delivery with Prime now on some of their things. It includes a whole host of other services. If you shop at Whole Foods, uh, Amazon Prime members get some special uh, shopping discounts. They have Prime Video and Prime Music are services that are included in the Amazon Prime membership fee. And those offer free streaming movies, TV shows, music, and so on. And, and uh, tons of the the movies and TV shows and stuff for, for free, even more for their add-on fees for some others that you can get. It includes something called Prime Reading, which allows you to borrow a certain number of um, Kindle books, uh, eBooks for free and uh, Amazon First Reads, which I really enjoy. Amazon Prime members get one free pre-release Kindle version of certain featured books each month. So every month at the beginning of the month, I get an email that says, here are six new books that are coming out in Kindle versions. Pick one, you can have it for free downloaded to your Kindle. They've recently launched something called Prime Wardrobe. And this is another, it's like some of the other war, uh, you know, clothing services. It's kind of a riff off of those, but it's a try before you buy kind of service. I have not tried this. I've seen it. It's been tempting. Uh, But if, if you like try, you know, clothes, it might be something worth looking at. And a ton more services are included that I haven't tried yet. But again, this is, this is a service that makes my life so much easier in so many ways and so much more productive. And then the last one I wanted to share is, is a real common one has been around forever, but this is a service uh, that uh, helps me make my life easier and better. And that's YouTube. I only use the free version of it, and it's a source of entertainment, of course, but also education and inspiration. Almost anything you want to know how to do, you can find in a video on YouTube. So when one of my canister vacuum cleaners uh, was kind of clogged up and I needed to do something, I went to YouTube to find a video to show me how to take it apart, clean it, and put it back together. You know, simple things like that. My husband has looked up YouTube videos for tons of projects that he's done around here. I love watching YouTube videos when I have time. I, I like those that offer home or room tours and decorating ideas because I'm not terribly creative about those. But and so I get inspiration ideas from those. I also like bullet journal videos that 
I can see what other people are doing, spreads that they use, ways that they use their bullet journal, and I get ideas for what I can do with mine. And I love watching videos that give ideas for organizing various spaces in the house. So when we did, redid our our laundry room recently, I got a bunch of ideas from YouTube and that I could show my husband and say, I want it to do this and I want it to look like that. I watch clean with me videos sometimes for a little motivation when I need to get things done at home. And I watch comedy videos for stress relief. So there's tons. I, I just, YouTube actually, it can be a time suck. I'm not going to lie that this is kind of one of my guilty pleasures in many ways that, that I can go down a lot of rabbit holes on YouTube, but it also contributes in a lot of ways to making my life a little more productive and, and a little better. Some of my favorite channels, uh, the organized soprano Kay Patterson was our guest on a recent episode. She's awesome. She has some great tips in her little videos. Um, Hermione Chantal is a British woman who is doing, a, she has a channel about her Victorian home renovation. She calls it her DIYery. So she and her American boyfriend are renovating a very old Victorian house in England. And she started with a, a tour of this house. I mean, it was in terrible shape. It, to me, it looked like it needed to be knocked down. <laughs> so I have loved watching the, her transformation of this house as she posts new videos. They're turning it from this ramshackle falling down wreck into her, their dream home. And she shows lots of DIYs. So she shows how they do different things, both the renovation and the decor. And I love watching that one. Crystal Tara is another one. Uh, her channel, I love watching. She's a mom of four, including two-year-old twins. And she does lots of uh, day in the life videos and clean with me types, but also some DIYs. She did a, a series of videos showing how she repainted all of their kitchen cabinets um, with, that I was found kind of inspiring. And she does a lot of different kinds of videos. I like watching her clean house or do her DIY projects with the twins underfoot. She's very real and honest about life as a mom of four. Uh, another channel I enjoy is is uh, Mama from Scratch. She too is very real and honest and open about what she does, uh, and and I particularly enjoy watching. She does lots of DIY do it yourself projects uh, in her home that really inspire me to try my hand at doing some of those. And then finally, a channel that I really enjoy is Sunshine and Stationery. This is the channel of a, a woman. She's an American young woman living and studying in Europe, and she does lots of bullet journal and uh, uh, kind of productivity type of videos. And I really enjoy those. So uh, those are my services that I like. So I talked about the apps that I like, Deliveries, Babbel, Paprika, and Notability. Uh, the tech that I like, the external battery or charger for my mobile devices, my iPad Pro and Apple Pencil, my AirPods, and my Bose noise-canceling headphones. I talked about some tools that I'm loving that are making my life better, uh, my Dyson cordless vac, my Instant Pot, my label maker, my diamond label maker, and my O-Cedar spin mop. And then the services, the Postal Service Informed Delivery Service, Walmart Grocery Pickup, Amazon Prime, and YouTube. So those are some things that are making my life better these days. But what do you think? What tools or apps or tech or services help make your life easier? I would love it if you would share those with me. 
And if you're the, in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, share them with the community as well. You can post them there. Um, you can share your thoughts at the in the comment section of the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 206. Or if you want to share those thoughts with me privately, you can always email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I would love to hear from you. Uh, this has gone longer than I expected to. I appreciate it. If you stuck with me this long, I hope you thought it was useful. Uh, remember that if you are looking for a better way to deal with your business paperwork for, for your small business or your entrepreneur endeavors or, or your freelancing, check out fresh books, go to freshbooks.com slash TPW and enter the productive woman in the, how did you hear about us section? Thank you so much to FreshBooks for supporting The Productive Woman. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. I appreciate you sticking with me. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope there was something in this that you found helpful. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, do remember to extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.